How's it going, guys? This is the Flag on the Play Podcast, Week 17 Edition. Hello, pigskin-loving world. Your favorite NFL podcast is back after a two-week holiday. Invigorated and refreshed, just in time for that playoff push. I'm joined today by my good buddies, Timbo and Sebastian. Say hi, jabronis. Hey, what's going on? We're back. Hello, everybody. Wait, you know what? Hold on, hold on. <clears throat> Fine, Hawaiian tag of Iloa. So before we dive into the last football week and preview the regular season finale, we want to express our deepest concern for Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin. He suffered cardiac arrest in Monday night's game against the Bengals, and he's in critical condition as of the time of recording. Our thoughts and prayers are with DeMar, his family and friends, and his teammates. If any listeners would like to donate, please find the Chasing M's Foundation Community Toy Drive on GoFundMe.com. Now, we'll celebrate Hamlin's sport since it had a roaring weekend packed with drama, stakes, and some teams looking at off-season vacation destinations. We'll jump into it with the lightning round! Alright, let me see. Cowboys played just about the worst they have all year and still walk away with a 27-13 victory over the tits. Former volunteer Josh Dobbs performs pretty well for a third trigger for the Titans, but Dallas pulled away late. If a game is played and nobody cares, does it still need to be talked about? David Blau, Arizona's fourth-string quarterback, takes center stage for the cards. A young Hoiku kick ices it late for the Falcons as they win 2019. The Lions keep the dream alive by drubbing the Bears 41-10. Fields struggled passing, and the Lions did whatever they wanted on both sides of the ball. The Chiefs extend their win streak over the Broncos to 15th, but it wasn't easy. Russell Wilson had a decent day on the ground, but Denver falls to KC 27-24. The Dolphins are clinging on for dear life in the playoff lines at the 23-21 loss to the Patriots putting them on the brink. Patriots put themselves in the driver's seat for the final AFC wildcard spot, and the Finns need a miracle. Daniel Jones is now fine. The Giants dunk on the Colts 38-10 to clinch their first playoff berth since 2016, and Brian Dable is getting closer to Coach of the Year. Gardner Minshew chokes one for the Birds. The Saints come away with the 2010 win over the number one seed Philly, and for two weeks in a row, the Eagles have failed to lock it up for the playoffs. Look out for San Francisco. They're inching closer. The Bucks wake up in the fourth quarter. After looking miserable for the first three, the Brady to Evans connection wakes up and clicks again, and the duo pop off for 207 yards and three touchdowns. Tampa Bay locks up the division title advancing to the playoffs. Carolina is left soul-searching. The Commanders were eliminated from playoff contention after falling to the Browns 24-10. Ron Rivera was unaware of this and believes his Washington team to still be sniffing around. The Jags snapped their nine-game skid to Houston and set up perfectly for a showdown against Tennessee for the AFC South Crown. ETN explodes and the Jags win 31-3. The Niners and the Raiders have the surprise game of the week with San Francisco needing overtime to beat Vegas. Stidham performs remarkably in his first start for the Darius, and Brock Purdy continues to build the case to be the Niners' long-term solution at quarterback. The Jets fall flat on their face with a 23-6 loss to the Hawks in a must-win situation. Guess Mike White wasn't the answer either. Seattle stays alive in the NFC, needing one more win and a pack of loss to advance. Karma is catching up to the Vikings. They get taken behind the barn by Green Bay, who wobs the Kirks 41-17 with some fancy special teams touchdowns and a pair of interceptions. The Pack is in control of their own destiny the NFC, win and in. In the battle of Los Angeles, the Chargers come the victorious of the Rams, and there's not much more to say there. The Rams are the defending champion with most losses in year ever, and they fall to the Chargers 31-10. The Steelers and Ravens play the most Steelers-Ravens game ever, a mudslinging, pound-the-ball, hard-nosed type of game. Pickett comes up clutch on the final Pittsburgh drive, and the Steelers win 16-13, and that is your Week 17 NFL Lightning Round. Oh, nice. I need I need to catch my breath after that one. I feel like winded. Oh. Nice. Oh. That was that was Thank pretty. You. That was a pretty intense lightning round. Quite good for quite being a, off for two weeks. Quite a bit of stuff going on. It was a crazy weekend for the all of football. College ball was crazy. Uh, the NFL was crazy. Just awesome, awesome sports weekend. Yeah. Well, let's uh, kick it off with the, I guess, the top games of the week. Um, I guess, uh, I mean, it's hard for me to not say, Timbo, you want to talk about the Bucks a little more? I sure do. Uh, the Panthers and the Bucks squared away uh, in this Week 17 matchup. Um, going to the, the game, it's hard not to believe that Pan- the Panthers were going to win. They were much hotter going in. They had a better run game. Uh, they they had pretty good defense, and the Bucks were just floundering. They couldn't score any points, needing overtime to beat a really, really bad quarterback and bad team. 
um, against the Cardinals the week prior. So going in, your mood is, I was pretty sour on the Bucks. I think a lot of us on this podcast were too. Um, Brady was just, yeah, Brady was just flat out bad. Mike Evans hadn't done anything since week four. Uh, Chris Godwin was really the only legitimate threat on the team. And so you go in and you don't really have much of a belief. And for the first three quarters, you know, that kind of played out. The Bucks went down 14 nothing early. Uh, and it, it just, with how this offense has played all year, it kind of felt hopeless. But, you know, come around to the fourth quarter and uh, Brady and Evans link up three times for three touchdowns. Mike Evans explodes, uh, extending his nine-year now 1,000-yard uh, year streak. And Bucks win uh, 30-24. And the play of the game was not any of those Brady to Evans touchdowns, but it was the punter getting away. Did you guys see that play? No, I no, didn't see I it. Oh, no, that's what happened. Okay, so Jake Camarda is a fourth-round rookie punter out of the University of Georgia. That's uh, a so the, huge pick. Like, fourth round for a punter is crazy. The Bucks are, like, famous for gra- drafting these special teamers. Last time right. they did it was a uh, Aguayo out of Florida yeah, State. The second was round. He was, he was awful. He was so ass. <laughs> um, but Jake Camarda showed why they made that investment. Uh, so the Bucks were up 30-24. All they needed to do was play keep away and make sure that uh, the Panthers couldn't score again. All they needed to do to really ice the game was get the punt away, get it safe. Um, and lo and behold, there is a, a bobbled snap. Jake Camarda drops the snap. Ball's on the ground. It's loose. Carolina's all over it. Camarda picks it up, runs to his left. He runs a 4-5-40. So this guy's actually wow. legitimately fast. So he outruns the Carolina defenders is able to kick the ball across his body and pin it within the 10-yard line. It was, if you guys wow. haven't seen it, I highly recommend it up. It's the special teams play of the year for me, uh, and it really saved Tampa's season. So wow, really, that, really cool game. That's really awesome. You don't see a ton of athleticism. I won't say punters aren't athletic generally, but I will say you don't see a ton of athletic plays from them. And no, you don't. That, oh. That's pretty awesome. Oh, Oh, you pulled oh, up, Seabass. Oh, how'd he get that off? Because he wasn't like it wasn't like he ran where there, there was nobody. He ran into everybody. Yes, how'd the entire team was there, and he was still able to get the punt off. How'd he get that off? Holy shit, I'm watching that again. And I was reading a little bit about it, and uh, kicking off that side of your foot is remarkably hot. And that's that's his non-dominant foot too. So it's it's uh, excuse me, he's Dude, running he his non-dominant it, he direction. He got into the two, not inside he, the ten. He got into like the two. He may have been worth that fourth overall pick then just for that. Uh, he that, is that really sounds good. extremely impressive. He's got a cannon and now he's learning to control it. It's really it, it's it's exciting. So Bucks off he a punt. He didn't like fully extend his leg either. He just no, like No, he did it. He, he just kind of pooched it. <laughs> just like little 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 it was awesome. So Bucks clinch the NFC South. This is the first time in Tampa Bay history that they have gone back-to-back division titles. And now they will be likely playing the Cowboys in the first round. All we care about here is Jags winning the AFC South. Yes, sir. Let's talk some Jags. Let's talk some Jags, Colin. How you feeling? Well, I'm feeling great, baby. I mean, you know, I will say the Jaguars gave – the uh, Houston Texans, their first, and it should have been their only win of the year. Um, and then they ended up beating the Titans last weekend, um, which is hilarious to me. And so if the Jaguars do lose to the Titans, then um, I will cry. <laughs> but, man, the, the Jaguars, you know, they, they've really turned the season around from, from how we started, and they're on a hot streak. Trevor Lawrence has sneakily been a top 10 quarterback this season. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys have looked at his yeah, numbers now, but he's like, I think he's ninth in QBR. I think he's tied for ninth in touchdowns. He's like eighth or seventh in picks, which is very impressive considering last year he threw way more picks than touchdowns. And he's almost at a 4,000 yard season after having missed a game this year. Um, You know, and of course, there is that one extra game, which is kind of what will balance it. But he will hit a four thousand yard season this year. Yeah, Um, yeah. You know, having played the same amount of games as in previous seasons because he missed one. So I think that's a pretty, you know, that's a pretty big turnaround. I I do think um, the Texans looked like the 
worst team in the NFL this weekend. And that is what you want to see as a Jaguars fan. Um, I think I will say, you know, with the Urban Meyer debacle last year. Yeah, I was going to say, it's amazing what real coaching can do for you. Yeah, I, I think Doug Peterson should be in the conversation for coach of the year. Um, he should be coach of the year. I, You know, I, I'm not against it. I, I was a fan of Brian Dable for the first while of the year. Watching the Giants oh, yeah, actually... play, I think he, he still has a legitimate argument, but the Giants have dropped off. Um, Sirianni has been great, obviously. Mike, this year. Mike McDaniel, his 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 boat at Coach of the Year definitely yeah, fell tanked. off a cliff. It tanked for sure. Um, but tanked like the Bears. But um, you know, I think yeah, I think Peterson has really turned the ship around. Hopefully, we can get some free agents coming in, get a good draft this year. Um, we'll see what happens, but it's it's an exciting time to be a Jaguars fan and. I'm glad we finally have some consistency. I think is what a lot of a lot of these franchises want that are per- perennially bad. Um, the Bears want consistency. The the Jaguars want consistency. The Lions want consistency. They've been bad for years. All of these teams. Uh, it, it's you know it takes some time, but I'm surprised at how well the Jaguars have played, especially considering the first you know eight nine weeks of the game the year compared to the last nine, I think has been a huge turnaround. It's like a completely different team. Uh, Christian is. Kirk is playing up to that contract. Zay Jones is having a breakout year. Yeah. It's it's awesome. They've got, you know, threats. All they really need is a, a guy to take the top off a of defense. And you've got a complete offense in Jacksonville, which is, you know, the first time, you know, that's more, been said since Brunel. Though for, for Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, he, he needs more weapons. I think ETN has been great. Um, the offensive line is, in my opinion, is the biggest need for improvement. When you have a good offensive line, you can play with a bad quarterback. People I mean, like they don't even. Line. Well, they have they have um, sheriff, sheriff, sheriff. Yeah, yeah, sheriff, sheriff. They have sheriff now as guard. So I mean, yeah, as good. long as you get like, you got to build around two more him. decent, like get we, like a decent left tackle, like somebody good, like up yeah. Ashwan. And we we probably need a new center. Um, and a center. And then, um, the, and then your and then your other guard and other tackle can just be like okay as long as they're not well, turnstiles, right? I, I I agree. I think you know my opinion on the offense is teams need to be built around around the offensive line rather than the always, quarterback position. Football starts in the trenches, no matter no matter yeah. what era it's in. Agreed, and and I think that's something that uh, past GMs in Jacksonville have not focused upon. But it needs to be a priority, uh, and we see you see the difference in quarterback play from even great quarterbacks with mediocre offensive lines compared to good offensive lines. Tom Brady is a great example of that this year. Mm-hmm. The Bucks' offensive line is depleted compared to the last two years, and their offensive production. You know they still have all of their they have all the weapons they had last year in all of their you know specialty positions. But the offensive line is downgraded, and that's why their offense has been so much worse. Yeah, I think they have like what, uh, it's all retirements and injuries for the Bucks, right? Absolutely. Let's and turn it the to Dolphins. the yes. Let's turn it to the third. Playing, let's turn it to the got, third Florida team here uh, with the Dolphins taking on the Patriots. Seabass, why don't you give us this breakdown? <sighs> no, two. That's all we need. <laughs> so you know i knew it was gonna be an uphill battle but i didn't know it was gonna be so hard yeah i don't know it was difficult because the doll the defense was actually like on on fire but they just no pass rush no 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 corner no good corner play linebacker play was good um special teams is horrid i don't like it we need, we need a new special teams coach at least I mean, like, I don't know. A lot of sh- they gave up some shit that I didn't like. So then the offense was kind of good. I don't know. It wasn't bad, but it just like it I don't know. Enough. There was just a lot of throws that Bridgewater. It just wasn't great. It was painful to watch. Like it just felt. It didn't. It it just it just didn't feel complete. Like you knew we could win this game, but throwing a pick six. You know, it's not going to help. 
But we did we did make we did try to come back at the end there. If we could have done that, I don't know, maybe five minutes sooner, <laughs> scored one touchdown five minutes sooner, we probably we probably would have had a chance there at the end. We wouldn't have needed a touchdown and an onside kick, but you know, it is what it is. As long as we beat the Jets next week and the Bills dominate the Patriots to make me laugh at them, uh, we'll be in the playoffs. It's a do-or-die situation. The Dolphins have not won a game since November. Please don't remind me. (laughs) They are in dire straits. Tua is hurt. The problem is this this is supposed to be like the part of the schedule that proves whether the Dolphins are for real or like a bunch of chumps. And it kind of just proved they're a bunch of chumps. Because like this was the actual hard part, you know. Yes. The only the only easy games they had were the Chargers and the and the Packers, and no one really knew the Packers were going to start going on a roll. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So just really disappointing loss for Miami here, uh, but the Patriots are in the driver's seat. If they can beat Buffalo, they will be in the playoffs. I wouldn't bet on that, um, but you'd much rather be in the Patriots position than than the Dolphins, where you need some help. To, yeah. to, to sneak in there. It, it is hard. I think everyone would rather see the Dolphins in the playoffs. Absolutely. Kind I of a, a true neutral here. Uh, the The Patriots are less enjoyable to watch. Oh, my God. They're miserable. Yeah. they have Mac Jones. Mac Jones has been bad. Like, I, I remember a year ago at this point, people were saying Mac Jones is better than Trevor Lawrence. I'm like, dude, give give Trevor Lawrence, Bill Belichick, and a defensive coordinator to call his plays, and you know he'll be way better. I'm just kidding. The Patriots are garbage <laughs> for that. But Trevor Lawrence is undoubtedly a better positional player, and Absolutely. I think Mac Jones is just like proving that he's not really the long term solution. It's kind of hard to find. You know, I I wonder. There's a lot of quarterbacks this year, and. I know it's early to speculate, but I wonder if the Patriots are going to dip into that, you know, that that well of quarterbacks coming out. Uh, there's rumors that Brady could be going back, which yeah. would be awful. There's no way. There He's is an no old man at day. this point, Tim. I don't think. I don't think that's. A, it's not a solution. He's going to retire, bro. He's, He's 46 a, years old, man. He's a. Ba- no he, he would be a bandage to a team that needs a long-term solution. He'd be like he'd be the only place he could go now is like the Texans. My guess is that if Brady goes back, it'll be Belichick's last last year too. So they both go out at the same time. That's just my no, no, random no. speculation. I wonder if they kind of Belichick's yeah, trying to get to, uh, He's trying to get what's his face. He's trying to get Shula's record. That's Good fair. Point. I think uh, if you put a um, CJ Stroud, I just watched those games, which we'll just give a brief shout out to the college football playoff. Um, those games were incredible this weekend. Yes. TCU, I think if you, baby. TCU. If you, if you put CJ Stroud in place of Mac Jones, I think the Patriots have two more wins and have already secured a playoff spot at this point in the season. That is mold. I yeah. can believe it. Mac Jones has been that bad. Well, <laughs> you, yes. you, you guys remember Bailey Zappi was supposed to be their other, and they're they're both so mid. They're, they're it's like they, they're basically an identical clone of each other. <laughs> I mean, they do. Yeah. They look like brothers. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, like when they when Mac Jones is out, if you if you take away the name of the quarterback, the stat lines look pretty much identical, and they're both not great. They're they're pretty mediocre. <laughs> All right, let's turn it to the game of the week: Niners Raiders, an overtime thriller. The Niners uh, get the ninth consecutive win on the year. Brock Purdy is continuing to excel in his starting role. And uh, Jared Stidham actually played really well um, for this Raiders team after they had benched Derek Carr, which we haven't even talked about. Um, Colin Sebast, what do you got on Niners Raiders? Uh, I mean, uh, Christian McCaffrey was a great pickup. The 49ers oh, yeah. are, are are the best team in the NFC, I think, over the Eagles. I can see it. I can see it. The system is so plug-and-play. Um, that it's really not dependent on you know, any one player. And I, without I, it hurts, that Philly team isn't as I'm good. I'm eating my words, too, because I, I had said earlier this season when they started off pretty badly that Kyle Shanahan should be fired. I said I, it, too. I, I think he's a brilliant offensive mind, and I, I've stood by Sebastian, oh, my God, you need to stop making so much noise. <laughs> Holy God. I'm not trying to. It's okay. I forgive you. I'm not David, so 
Um, <laughs> hey, you told my dog to shut up once. I still got to throw him <laughs> I stand by that comment. That's um, my son. Anyways, no, I, I think Shanahan has shown that actually he can coach. He can pull a team together, um, which is what I was continued to say was his weak point was kind of what we talk about with like uh, Brandon Staley or, you know, one of these analytical geniuses, can they actually emotionally support a team? I think Shanahan has changed my mind. Uh, Respect to him for that. I think Trey Lance is not going to be their quarterback um, in two years from now when he's healthy next season. Hopefully he plays a full season. I don't think he's going to be good enough. Uh, and it's shown the 49ers are successful without a star quarterback. It's crazy. I think Trey Lance can be a good quarterback in this league, but I don't know if he fits the style of what Shanahan is trying to do. Shanahan is just trying to put a very, you know, we don't even know what Trey Lance's style is though. Yeah. He hasn't even know. We don't know. He's missed so much time already. He's played like what? Two games. Maybe. Yeah. He's, he's played two, got hurt. Um, He hasn't, played at, until, since college like and he only had one year starting uh, right. and last time he played before that was in high school he really doesn't have a lot of snaps and, and didn't he go to like north dakota state or something yeah, yeah he played at a smaller school i'm not saying that he's a bust or that he has no chance but right it's why just, not ride the hot hand you know brock purdy's playing incredibly well especially if they go on a playoff he, he's run played great. i think he's a good leader purdue purdue is really solid under you know, Brock Purdy's leadership, I think. And uh, Iowa State, but yes. Or Iowa State, rather, sorry. Yeah, but they were in the top 25, like, relatively consistently. Regularly. Yes. Um, so, you know, it's it's got to be one of those things that they talk about. Sebastian, I'm not against it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it's, it's totally fine, dude. Uh, it's not okay. Hi, David Polino here, producer for Flag on the Play, your new favorite NFL podcast. So I want to let you, the audience, know that what Sebastian is doing is not okay. It makes my job harder, and it makes your experience lesser. Do better, Sebastian. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. You know, it, it's going to be an off-season dis- discussion, especially if we see the 49ers make a good advancement in the not saying they have to win the Super Bowl, but they if they win a couple of games in the playoffs, it's going to be a discussion like who who what is the deal with the 49ers quarterback situation because they have so much talent everywhere, even their offensive line. Uh, really, quarterback is the only thing that you're like, what what do we do here? It's 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 remarkable, and uh, I want to give that's the credit. opposite of most teams, you know. It really is, and uh, I want to give credit to the Raiders here. Um, they had an emotional week. Derek Carr benched, stepped away from the team to not be a distraction. And uh, look at that. They had a huge offensive explosion, uh, put, hanging up 34 on the top defense in the league. You got to think that uh, Jared Stidham might be okay. Could just be a fluke. No, this is probably yeah, just we'll he's see. a rookie and there's not much film on him. Wait, Stidham, Stidham is uh, – isn't he been in the league now three or four years? He's though? been with McDaniels for a long time, so he really understands this uh, Josh McDaniels system, which is Wait, part he has of why been? he did so well. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He, he's been in the league, but he has consistently been a backup. I don't think he's ever been reliable. Oh, you know what? I got I get him confused with not, not the one guy in Atlanta. Ritter. Ritter, Ritter. that was it. Yeah. I don't know why I was getting him confused with Ritter. And uh, I'm just putting that out there. Keep your eye on Devontae Adams. He may be on the move because they're getting good at Derek Carr. Keep your eye on that. I mean, he's still got it. to Green Bay. He's still got it. But imagine. Yes, he still got it. I, I really think if – I said this last year too. If the Jaguars manage to get Devontae Adams, I think they're perennially the AFC South champions at this point. Absolutely. You'd have that. I don't know. What, what would the Raiders want to give up? They would I mean, if he wants to first. leave. I mean, if he wants to leave, it's going to take a first to get rid of him because he's under contract. Uh, it's but... worth it to give a first to a team Absolutely. that has already shown they can build on that. And we we haven't had a quote-unquote star receiver. You can't say Christian Kirk truly. You can't say he's Smith. a star receiver. You haven't had a star receiver since Allen Robinson, right? And Allen Robinson was like a one year, like one, two year. He's played, he's had two good years. DJ Chark had a decent year a couple years ago, but truly Devonte Adams would be, is a future hall of famer, right? 
I mean, yep. if you put that in, and he's in his prime, you put that on a team with a young rising top 10 quarterback um, with a, you know, a good coach, an organization that's going to support and build around you rather than go into tank mode at this point. I think that there's potential there. Just keep your eye on Adams. He may be available. With that, let's move into everybody's most relaxing segment. Why are there so many? Oh, I'm so relaxed. Are you relaxed, Colin? Yes, I am very relaxed. Seabass, uh, how you feel relaxed? No, there's too many haikus. There's only three of us. <laughs> That's two per person, bro. Not it's for your soul. It's been a it's been a rough week. My back hurts. I need a massage, and I need a sultry, smooth voice to take me through it. With these haikus, that hurts. We'll start with Colin. Miami is the worst team in Florida now. Weren't they good-ish? I will say shout out to my wife. Got me a massage for Christmas. I adore her. Thank you. Shout out Colin's wife. Shout out to Colin's wife. (laughs) I'll I'll take this one. Duval will probably still disappoint me again the titans fools <laughs> beautiful delivery i think we all know who wrote that uh, the nfl is a rigged cheaters league as proven when bucks made playoffs i agree Rigged, rigged association, or else the Dolphins would always win. The Vikes are exposed. Another first round exit looms over their head. So fraudulent. <laughs> Daniel Jones may be pretty good. Not terrible. What a miracle. Two weeks in a row where Dan Dimes has performed really well. The Saints have ruined Gardner Mishnu's shining glow. I hate them a lot. Duval still loves you, Gardner. They killed our boy. Duval still loves you, baby. Duval still loves you. Minshew mania never ends. All right, it's that time of the week, folks. <laughs> take a take a long draw of your cigar to lean back in your chair because it's time to unwind and listen to the free form stylings of Sebastian in our section we call free form with a Sebastian. This week has brought me pain, and not just because the Dolphins lost five games. Ken Block has passed, and a man passed out on the field. It was terrible times to be had for all. Prayers to his family. I hope all is well. Soon he will be fine with us again. And that shall be a time to be celebrated. And uh, that's really all I got today. I don't know. It's more kind of like a, I don't know. You know, it's been a depressing <laughs> week. It's hard to come up with fancy free It forms. is. It is. It's very, job, it's very hard. Way to play. Yeah, you know, fight it, through it. This was a hard week. I, I, you know, the Bills thing again, man. That that was one of the craziest situations I've ever seen. I'll say that. In yes, lieu of it's free. Like he just, he just like he tackled somebody. Everything looked cool. Just his helmet. Then he just like collapsed. I was like, yo, what am I looking at here? And the next yeah. thing you know, they come back from the TV break. They're like, oh, we're back. And then you got to see him getting CPR. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I, you know, uh, I've, as a general sports fan, I've seen this happen now tw- three times. This is the third time in the last three years. I actually saw it live twice. In 2020, it happened with Keontae Johnson, a UF basketball yeah. player. Um, we were playing, you know, I'm a Gator. I go to UF and I work at UF. Um, we were watching them play against Florida State 
live. So the big rivalry game, and he collapsed going face first after a, a pretty routine dunk um, walking towards the bench. He fell face first. And then last year, I, I adore soccer. It's my favorite sport. And the Euro Cups were in the summer, and Christian Eriksen collapsed on the field and had to have CPR done to him as well. Um, and then this year, Hamlin, uh, this is just, it's really been a strange series of events with these players. And I don't know what it is. Uh, you know, I think that player health needs to be priority number one in all of these situations. And I really extremely respect Zach Taylor um, for taking mm-hmm. a stand and kind of saying, let's take a step back and not play. Because if you guys hadn't heard that report, they had, the NFL had said, we're going to take five minutes, everyone go back to the locker room, and we're going to come back and play. And Zach Taylor basically said no. Uh, I want He wanted to go discuss it with Sean McDermott, and they decided together, no, we're going to, for the respect, we're going to probably call the game tonight unless we hear an update. Let's just stay in the locker rooms. Um, because the Bills players were so emotionally damaged. And mm, yes. it, it was truly a very, very honorable thing to do. I think I know we give uh we give Zach Taylor a lot of grief, especially on this show. Um, but I'm not gonna talk any more shit, uh, about him. Um because he is yeah, at least a, the rest of the man. year. Um it, that, that was a really good thing. Yes, mm-hmm. and so I very glad that he took a stand and you know kudos to sean mcdermott too for uh coming into alignment with that and you know taking taking the guys into the the locker room where they could they didn't have to be on camera and and have all the media in their face while they're going through this very tough moment and um our thoughts and prayers are of course first and foremost with damar hamlin um you know it's been positive news coming out so far um that you know he got his pulse back his vitals are back to normal. Um, he he's not on as much oxygen as he was previously. So um, hopeful signs. He's not out of the woods um, as of the time of the recording. But um, personally, I'm choosing to be hopeful and that he sh- he will be hopefully okay. Um, but I, I want to give a huge shout out to the coaching staff of both the Bills and the Bengals and the medical staff on deck and um, yep. the NFL for ultimately making the right move to not play this game. Yep. So, well, let's briefly discuss too, what, you know, what are we thinking is going to happen now with that game? Because it does have playoff implications and obviously, you know, putting the players first is most important. I agree. They, the NFL announced they're not going to play a game this week and they're going to then, well, first they're going to play out the games that they already had slated in week 18 um, what's funny too, is the winner of this game was supposed to then decide, uh, the time that I guess the bills were going to play this weekend and because, or the Bengals were going to play rather, it was going to be the Ravens at the Bengals, and they may fl- have flexed that time, um, to put it on prime time, depending on the playoff implications. So just another kind of weird off stem of, uh, this, this event. And what, what do we think is going to happen there? There are so many options. I think the best one is to reduce the um, two-week gap between the conference championships and the Super Bowl. Um, and, you know, it's usually two weeks between your NFC and AFC championship game and the Super Bowl. I think the best option is to make that one week and add another week to the regular season um, to make sure that the both teams have enough rest and to make sure that you know, the, the bell, it, it feels wrong to say it, but um, the Bills Bengals game to be played um, either in week 19 or, or wherever, because it determines so much seeding for the AFC specifically um, division championships and, and, and so many playoff implications. But yeah, you know, it, it's, it's interesting to see what they will do because this hasn't happened before in, in no. my memory. Uh, I agree. I, I think, uh, you know, I have a different opinion coming at it. I think, well, first, it depends on the money thing, right? The NFL yeah. will play the game if it makes them more money. But if they decide pushing the playoffs may hurt their money or it may, you know, give teams unfair advantages, which is my also side opinion on that, it may give, you know, giving more rest to some of these teams 
versus then you have the Bills and the Bengals who are coming off of two weeks of really tough playing. They they may have, be at a disadvantage as well. Uh, I I personally think to either you know call it a tie or to just say the game you know suspended all the way and you know the Bengals won. They were up seven to three. I you know it's hard to say empirically, but it's just I I don't know if they're going to be able to pl- play it. And I'm sure there's people that are getting paid way more than any of us will probably be paid in our lifetimes discussing this. (laughs) But I I don't know if it's going to be played, even if it maybe should be. I don't know if it will be. It's crazy. Seabass, you got any thoughts here? What they should do is each team should pick one player and then they play a game of Madden on Bengals versus the Bills. And then I like this idea the best. <laughs> whoever wins that game gets the gets the the seeding implications. I, I actually think that would be awesome and hilarious and a very modern way to do it. And I you can know. have it like, and you could just have it as like they just sit in two big lazy boys <laughs> and just and and sit on a stage Duke and out. Just play each other on like a like a massive. How, how hilarious would be if it was, you know Sean McDermott versus Zach Taylor. Yes, make the I coaches do it. Funny. Yeah, the coaches are doing it. The guys who have absolutely no idea how to play the game. That, yeah, would, be that, that would be the best part. Well, I, I think could, Zach Taylor may be an advantage because he's, you know, 15 years young. younger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyways, that, that would be the most creative and fun way to do it. I don't know if there is a right way at this point. <sighs> I love it. Is that With the question that yawn, I Should think it's Sean McDermott, Zach Taylor play the game in Madden. Yeah, that I think that's <laughs> the question of the week. This is oh. the uh, Spotify question of the week, I guess. I love it. Okay. All right, let's move into the Stone yeah. Cold Lock set of the century of the week. All right. It's time to win that money back from that bozo at the poker table with definitely counting cards. It's time for Sebastian's Stone Cold Lock of the Century. Of the week! Oh, man. Oh, me, oh, my, oh, my, oh, me. Uh, So, you know, football is a game of inches. And so my first Stone Cold Lock is uh, the Bears. The Bears. Or the Vikings. Because... Well, you know, we watched the Vikings last week get torn a new one by uh, a Packers team that's kind of hot and on a roll, but still not a good Packers team. So I expo—I expect the Bears to expose them a little more and the Vikings to go in as a little wild card. Then give me Jacksonville to win the AFC South. Yes, sir! Duval, if you will. The Jacksonville and really nice what you can do with actual coaching from Doug Peterson instead of some trounced up high school coach. And then lastly, uh, we have the Broncos over the Chargers. Why? Ooh. Because I say so. Uh, <laughs> Midbert, nah, nah. Herbert's actually really good, but mm, I think this is more one of those games where the Broncos are going to do something, and Russell and Russ might actually cook a little something more than ice. So, no, look way better. Give this me the week Broncos all year. over the Chargers. I I think that the Chargers don't have a good coach, but I also think Russell Wilson may be the most overpaid player in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, it's like weird how he went from being like really good and kind of like, hey, what's going on? Why isn't he doing as is doing as much as he used to? To being like made fun of for being the biggest cornball in the NFL. Russell, I'm gonna Warren's give him a chance without Nathaniel Hackett. I'll see how he does because he looked better this week than he has yeah, all year. Yeah, is an man. actual inhibitor to talent. Yes, yes. So I'll, I'll give him a shot, um, but I'm, I'm, he's on thin ice because he has not played well at all. So shall we do a turkey of the week or a prediction? <laughs> oh, let's do, let's, oh, let's it. Let's do turkey of the week. Here we go. All right. Another new first-timer on Turkey of the Week, and from the guy we maybe would least have ever 
thought would ever be a turkey of the week. Jay Jetta's star wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. Turkey. <laughs> Justin Jefferson has nightmares of Jair Alexander, just like I dream of a delicious turkey dinner. Alexander talked trash about Jefferson earlier in the week, calling his first game against the pack a fluke where he went for 200 some plus yards and Omega touchdowns and receptions. And guess what? Alexander backed that talk up. After hitting the gritty on Jay Jettas after batting a ball down uh, down the sideline, the star receiver was held to just one catch for five yards. Then, after the game, he goes to the press conference and campaigns to have a taunting call thrown on to Jair Alexander. And for that, Justin Jefferson gets the privilege of being our Turkey of the Week. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I like giving Turkey of the Week to the really good players who have a terrible week. Uh, I feel like it, it it's uh, a little it's bit. Funnier. Yeah, it keeps, yeah them, it keeps them a little bit humble. It's not, it's not as obvious, you know. And we could all say the Dolphins. We could all say, you know, I don't know. Sam Darnold, yep. Yeah, we could all say, yeah, we could all say that. But in reality, I do think Justin Jefferson was the most deserving this week. Andy hit the referee. Did you see that? With that, the I did see the ref. That was bad. Yeah, I don't think he did it on purpose, but I think it was just another, just a moment. This is probably one of his lowest points potentially in his whole career he'll have. It's ever. Uh, it's this, so far. That's the lowest. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't know if he'll ever. have another game that bad. So, uh, you know, Justin Jefferson is obviously a generational type talent. I think Kirk Cousins is not good enough to play with him. But <laughs> no. But this week he is the turkey. Congratulations, <laughs> Justin. All right. Well, I think. Uh, yeah, I think maybe we should go through um, the, the game predictions this week. Um, we on go. Saturday, we got two big ones, um, huge playoff implications. So, Timbo, take it away for Saturday's first game. All right, Kansas City at Las Vegas. This is a big one for seeding purposes with Kansas City. they got to have this one if they want a chance at the number one seed. For that reason, I'm locking up the Chiefs. There's no way they drop to this one to the, to the Jared Stidham-led Raiders. Give me the Chiefs. Yeah, give me, give me the Chiefs. All right, all Chiefs. Okay, next we got the Tennessee Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars, baby. Your boy will be there in attendance. They flexed it to a Saturday night primetime Yo. game. So, you know, I'm going with my grandpa. Shout out, grandpa. Um, you know, we're really excited. I think the Jaguars are going to make the playoffs. And it's a Stone Cold Lock of the Week, of the Century of the Week. We got to... You know, everyone's got to take the Jaguars here. It's it's T-Law time, baby. Just put all in that Jags, Tim. I'm all in on the Jags, and so is everybody. Let's go. All right. Sunday's first game, Tampa at Atlanta. Tim, go ahead with that one. All right. Thank you. Uh, Tampa is not resting starters for this one, um, at least n- people who aren't hurt. So Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin will be playing this game. And for that reason, I think they will pull this one out. Atlanta is not terrible, um, but the Buccaneers are playing for a winning record. It's a sense of pride here, especially with Brady um, here. So I'm going to give I'm gonna give this one to the Bucs. Books. Also, give me the Bucs. I guess we're you know all in agreement this week. Oh, look at us. So cordial. All right. Patriots at the Bills. Sebastian, go. Josh Allen will pick apart the Bills secondary. Or not the Bills, the Patriots secondary. McCorkle will look like, once again, a D-tier quarterback. And the Dolphins will be able to rise from the ashes like a phoenix to snatch a playoff spot. Give me the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to pick some weird with Belichick with playoffs on the line. Give me the pats. I I almost went ahead and did that, but I just think the Bills are going to come back really strong for their guy this week. Um, They're going to rally. It's got to be the Bills this week. All right. Vikes at the Bears. Um, I'll take this one. 
We're giving a shout out to Danny GG coming off a terrible loss. Oh God, I don't know. The the Vikings are just so unbearably annoying to watch. I'm gonna go ahead and pick the Vikings because I think that they're an overall more talented team and I want them to have a lot of confidence going into the playoffs and then get destroyed. I think that'd be really funny. I'm taking the Vikes. Give me the Bears. The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. And the last place bowl, we have the Texans at the Colts. Go ahead, Sebastian. Mm, I love wait, a good Wait, wait, wait. Let's switch it to Timbo because uh, we know who's taking the next one since David's not here. Go ahead, Timbo. <laughs> oh, yeah, thank God. All right. This is a terrible, terrible game in a terrible, terrible division. Um, the Texans and the Colts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what What are you supposed to say? Nick Foles is now hurt. Um, so they're probably going to have to go back to Matt Ryan or Sam Ellinger, or maybe Foles will play. There's so many questions with that Colts quarterback position. Um, and that, I mean, it, it's surprising because the Colts roster is pretty good outside of a quarterback. They don't have a lot of weapons or receiver, but beyond that, you know, it's decent. The Texans don't have much. Um, Damian Pierce has been injured. Um, they're playing this weird quarterback carousel with Jeff Driscoll and Davis Mills, but Ugh. still, I think they're playing solid, decently solid football. They beat the Titans. Um, they got owned by the Jags, but I'm going to take the Texans here. Remember when people thought Davis Mills was also better than Trevor Lawrence? Oh, uh, God. Oh, my God, yeah. Members. Thank Giraffe you all. Man. Thank you all. The haters fueled my goat, Trevor Lawrence. Give me the Colts. Give me the Colts as well. All right, the Jets at the Dolphins. This actually has a lot of playoff implications. I think we're all going to be watching this one at home this week. Sebastian, are you going to the game? God, no. God, no. Okay. <laughs> give us your take. Nah, give me the Miami Dolphins to win this. And will they make the playoffs? I mean, give us the over-under because, you know, a lot of things have to happen to get that. It depends, man, because if Tua's out of concussion protocol and he plays, I think it's a win. Easy. We're we're beating the shit out of the Jets if Tua plays. But let's assume that he's not. If Skyler plays, um, it it's going to look more like... Um, what's a close game we had this year that we should... It's going to look more like the Bears game. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna have to pull it out somehow, but you know, I don't know. It's the Jets' defense I thought was good, but then Seattle made them look like boo boo. So <laughs> hopefully the Dolphins can do the same, and Tyreek can get a good couple of touchdowns, and Waddle can get some yards, and the run game stays solid. And I don't know. I'm, there's so much. There's so much I, the defense needs. It needs linebackers. It needs corners. <sighs> Just give me the Dolphins to win and get a and get a playoff berth for the first first time since 2016. I, I'm going to take the Dolphins here as well. I, I want them to get that playoff win. Just I want to see all three Florida teams in this year. You and me both. Give me the Fins. All right. Yo, if the Jags go in. Is it going to be Jaguars Dolphins? Um, the Jaguars. No, the would Dolphins be... can't get that highest seed. What, what seed would the Jaguars end up being? Because they're the nine and eight. They'd be they the four, be four seed. Yeah, so I think, no, I, I don't think that would be possible. No. Unless they start winning a bunch of games, then who, it would happen. Who, who's the five seed right now? Um, I think it's Baltimore. That, I may be mistaken because they just lost to Pittsburgh. Well, yeah, and I again, they have the playoff implications too. Um, you know, uh, coming up, we'll talk about it in just a minute. But uh, let's go to the Panthers at the Carolina. Yeah, I, I, oh my gosh. The Carolina Panthers, since firing their head coach, have miraculously won six games. Um, I think the Saints kind of surprisingly took down the Eagles. I don't know. This is going to be a tough one. The Panthers don't have much to play for, but I don't know if the Saints do either. Um, So it's just kind of be kind of a battle of you know who's going to get a higher pick i think the saints are a better you know player for player um but the panthers seem to be a really emotionally charged team so i'm going to take the panthers this week i too will take the saints wait i, I too <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I'm taking the Saints here. Um, I think they're making a case uh, to Sean Payton to come back. Yeah. No, he's not. He he's supposedly putting a team together, man. But I don't know if he's going to the Saints or like where would he go? I I, I don't know. Dolphins. He's no. not going to go to the Dolphins. The he's rumor was the Chargers, but Staley's not going to lose his job. Yeah, I mean the Cardinals would be probably the best availability. I think if mm-hmm. Cliff Kingsbury gets fired, but going no. To- the Bengals. <laughs> no, Zach, Zach Taylor's not definitely go not there. getting fired, my friend. Um, oh, give me this. Oh God, can can okay. I can I go for a tie? Uh, Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Sebastian's already started. Go ahead. Uh, I don't want to root for <laughs> a sex offender, and I hate Pittsburgh almost as much as I hate Boston. So, I'd like this one to end in a tie. Uh, kind of like in a way where it did in the Batman movie where Bane comes out and blows up the stadium. That'd be cool. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> so give me a tie. You know that uh, in that Batman movie, that was Heinz Field that they blew up. So that was the yeah. Steelers Stadium. And that was Heinz Ward doing the kick return. Yes. So uh, I'm going to take the Steelers in this one. Mike Tomlin is not going to finish under 500 ever. Yeah, it's hard to pick. I think, um, you know, after LeBron's tweet supporting the Browns this week, it's going to be hard not to uh, hate on him for that. Sorry, Bron, I love you, but that was in bad taste about Deshaun Watson. But I will still pick the Browns. I think they're better. All right. Next, we got a big playoff game uh, implication, I should say. The Ravens at the Bengals um, coming off that hot, you know, kind of, draw there tim take it away all right uh the ravens are still without lamar jackson they are truly a different team without lamar um tyler huntley was nice for a couple of games but kind of has been uh snuffed out and without jackson this ravens team does not have enough pieces on offense to get it together jk dobbins is a nice piece but they don't have any threats outside and behind dobbins not enough um, ground power to really make it anything of a threat. Uh, you have to take the Bengals in this one. It's going to be an emotional game for them, but they have so much more talent and so many more different ways to beat you um, than the Ravens do that you, you got to take the Bengals here. Give me the Bungles. Yeah, I also think the Bengals will have an emotionally kind of heavy week. Um, they... They get a lot of props in my book, and I'm I'm cheering for them to make a deep run this year. I, I gotta say it, um, you know, it's hard not to cheer cheer for Joe Burrow. Give me give me the Bengals. Jermaine Burrow. All right. Next, we got a. I don't know even why this game is really important, but I feel <laughs> like it is. Seating um, for the Chargers. Yes, yeah, I guess so. The Chargers at the Broncos. Go ahead, Sebastian. Russ shall cook something other than ice, and he will take down the vaunted Chargers, and it'll be a game for NFL Films history. Uh, I don't like the Chargers, mainly because, I'm going to say it, the Dolphins should have drafted Herbert. Oh, I come do, on. I do I do love me some two, the fine Hawaiian tag of our lower, but I'm also a realist, so... I'll, that'll that'll be the end of that. So I hope the Chargers lose, and I uh, hope the Broncos win. That's my that's my thing. Yes. Uh, for chaos' sake, I want the Broncos to win. Uh, realistically, I'm picking the Chargers. Chargers. They already inch two. So I mean, and I don't think they can win their division. So I guess the only seeding thing was would be if they switch from five and six with the Ravens. Correct. So I don't want to play the Chargers as a Jaguars fan, so I guess I'm cheering for the Broncos. Give me the Chargers, though. Let's go, Jers. Broncos country, let's die. All right. What do we got next? The the Giants at the Eagles, big rivalry game. I'll take this one real quick. Philly, I think Jalen Hurts is not going to be back, but I'm not 100% sure. You guys correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I don't know. I don't think so. Daniel Jones kind of playing a little decent. Um, Brian Dable, really good coach. I think we can all agree he's done a lot with that roster. 
the Eagles are a better team, but they haven't won without Jalen Hurts um, this year. It's going to be tough. I, I think the, I don't know, can the, can they make the playoffs still? Can the uh, Giants? The yeah, Giants they're are in. They they are, they've clinched the playoffs. They're the sixth seed. I think it's I think it's available. I don't think they've clinched yet. Have they? They have. No, they haven't. They haven't fully they clinched. clinched spot. Says, I'm looking at NFL.com right now. It says clinched. They okay. clinched the playoffs. Oh, they did. They did. Okay. So, um, man, I don't know. I don't know. Um, they can't go up a seed. I don't know if they're even going to play a lot of their starters, to be honest, because it doesn't really matter for them. Because they're, they're not going to drop, I don't think, either. They can't go to the seventh seed. Correct. So, I guess give me the Eagles. Yep, Eagles are playing for the one seed. They need this one. Give me the Eagles. Give me the Eagles. Yeah, the Giants would just be playing spoiler at that point. Um, that'll be interesting. Yeah, there there should be some good games lined up for Sunday. Yep, That's great game to watch. Um, Arizona at San Francisco. Sebastian, go. Uh, bang bang, Niner gang. Cardinals are trash. Rudy Poo butt cheeks. Bring Kingsbury to the guillotine. Jesus. Uh, 49ers are probably the best team in football right now and the Super Bowl favorite to me, mainly because of their addition of McCaffrey. So give me the Niners. Niners. Give me the Niners. Easy. Los Angeles Rams at Seattle Seahawks. There's a ton of playoff implications here, um, as well as the Detroit game uh, for that seven seed. Go ahead, Timbo. The Rams have the most losses of any defending Super Bowl champion ever with 11. Um, and the Hawks need this one to make it into the playoffs. They need to win this game and they need Detroit to beat the Green Bay Packers. Um, so the Hawks are going to be playing hungry. Rams don't have much to play for other than spoiler. Um, but I think the Hawks really want this one. Give me Seattle. I'm going spoiler this week. Give me the Rams and I'll tell you why. I'll go at the Detroit spot as well All right Sebas who you got uh give me the Hawks nice. yeah okay Dallas Cowboys at Washington um I guess Sebastian go something something Cowboys will win something 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 Washington Commanders will actually kind of have a decent season they look horrid with Wentz though yeah he he was booed like, he was so bad. He was booed so, almost immediately. It was like it was like so. I watched him try to run and he fell. Oh my god! So I was like, That's, "All right." He's hard to watch, man. So yeah. give me the Cowboys. Yeah, especially Cowboys. If they have once. Cow- Cowboys can't really go up anymore. I think so. Yeah, give me the Cowboys. All right, and then the last one is Detroit at Green Bay. I- I'm looking at this. This has a huge implications. Uh, they're both eight and eight. The Lions, um, man, golly, this is this is hard, guys. I mean, I know. You know, I think the Lions have a lot more heart, and the Packers have somehow like kind of conned their way up into the playoff contention. Um, <clears throat> man, I don't know. I'm, I think we're all unanimously going to cheer for the Lions because we don't like ayahuasca face. Um, <laughs> but uh, this is tough. I mean, the, the Packers played pretty well against the Vikes. I, I want to say I'm going to go with my gut and say Dan Campbell's going to make it happen. Give me the Lions. And then I want the Seahawks to lose so that the Lions make the playoffs because I, I love cheering for fan bases that, um, you know, don't get anything basically in Detroit. Detroit deserves it at this point. They've stuck with that team for a while. I want the Lions to win so bad, but I'm not going to pick against Aaron Rodgers with the playoffs on the line. Give me the Packers. Sebastian, who you got? Give me the Lions, please. All right. Well, you know, there's a lot going on this week. Man, what what a great week of football we have ahead of us um you know again we're gonna give a shout out to damar hamlin um i think there's a lot of implications on the line 
be on the lookout for me to be a streaker on the field on Saturday night. Yo, I'll give um, you 20 bucks if you do that for real. Yeah, I would. It's probably not worth the 20 bucks. <laughs> uh, not if you do it at like the last minute of the game. I mean, if I do, if if there's like, you know, a, a Hail Mary that the Titans. Storm the field. Oh my God, Jaguar storm the field. Yeah, that, no, that would be crazy. I, you know, if they do storm the field, I'm sitting in the center uh, lower bowl. So I think, I think I would theoretically try and storm the field with them. And it would Yo. be worth it. Um, I've never gotten the, the chance to storm the field before. So that would be really awesome. I, Jaguars, I was too drunk to take it. <laughs> dang, man. All right, we're praying for the Jaguars. I think we all collectively think the Lions should make it. So we're cheering for the Lions low-key. Um, and, you know, we're cheering for the Dolphins, baby. We're, this is a all-Florida podcast this week. Let's uh, bring it home, baby. All right. We want to all see right. Florida in the playoffs. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow, do whatever you want with the podcast on spotify share it with your dog share it with your cat share it with your best friend share it with your ex-girlfriend and try to get back in her life oh i want to give a very hey, special hey, shout out that ass no, oh my Mary god kate. i want to give a very special shout out to mary kate i love you do not she probably got her hands me. too she probably beat the <laughs> out of you also, sorry for my freeform people. I've been uh, I've been dealing with the depressies. It's all. It's okay. When the Dolphins make the playoffs this week, you're going to be super hype for for your I will be extended freeform next week. I think this has been the flag and the play podcast. We'll catch y'all next week for the NFL season finale. Yeah.